Welcome back to B&E Boston Sports Radio. This is episode six. My name is Brennan Kelly, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Ethan Hurwitz. Today is November 10th, 2021, and the New England Patriots sit at an impressive 5-4 record after quite the win against the Carolina Panthers Sunday afternoon. We're going to go right into our our initial thoughts and our uh, thoughts for the team moving forward. So, like I said, the Patriots got a nice 24-6 victory over the Carolina Panthers. And I don't think the team was playing to its full potential in that game. No, but to be fair, it was like, I mean, it's the Panthers. Yeah. The Panthers started off hot. <clears throat> yeah, they started 3 now. People were saying Sam Darnold was, it was, oh, it was because the Jets. He was so bad because of the Jets. But he kind of leveled out. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the excitement people had about how Sam Darnold was performing, it, it's fallen off, especially after the game against the Patriots. Yeah. And then he uh, injured his shoulder, so he's out for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. So he's having he's having a rough couple weeks. Yeah. Obviously, there's a ton of pros and cons from the game. I just want to start off by addressing how strong the secondary looked. Mm-hmm. They completely cut out DJ Moore from the mix. And yeah. I said last week that that was like the strongest thing they're going to have to do, just because of the threat that DJ Moore brought to in downfield. Mm-hmm. So, JC Jackson, two interceptions, just absolutely gorgeous. There's that play in the end zone where he picked off DJ Moore. He perfect it couldn't have gotten better and yeah. um i wanted to address that from the beginning just because have how well the secondary played all, all together and jc jackson standing out are there any pros and cons you want to start off with yeah so i'll do my like weekly pros and cons um so last week you asked me like who i thought would be like a little x factor and you know half serious half jokingly i said brandon bolden and he turned out to have a very good game um good. both running the ball and um and with, oh jeez, you want me to kill it for a sec? No, no, no. You can, whatever. Um, yeah, and uh, like throwing the or catching the ball, running the ball. Um, had some ridiculous catch on like third and eight down the sideline. Um, so Brandon Bolden, along with you know the running backs in general, Madre Stevenson had a, a ridiculous few plays. Damian Harris got in the end zone again. Um, so yeah, just the running game in general. They've hit over a hundred yards in five straight games. Um, you know, and I said I said on Instagram that the boogeymen are back, 
uh, three interceptions again, all off of Sam Darnold. Um, second straight game with a pick six, which is awesome. Um, J.C. Jackson, I mean, didn't get defensive player of the week. <clears throat> could have. He could have. He could have. Um, Mac Jones is getting more comfortable. Um, again, you're not going to see like a 400-yard performance every week, but you're going to see a, uh, you know, one interception to Stephon Gilmore, but... What are you gonna do? But um, you hate to see it. But yeah, at the same it's time, it's like, very ironic. It, yeah, yeah. Um, but ironic. yeah, he's getting more comfortable in the offense. Um, and then right now, if the season ended, we are uh, seventh in the AFC, um, and a half a game out of first place in the AFC East. Thank you, Jacksonville. Thank you, thank you, Jacksonville. Thank you, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Thank you, New York Giants. So um, some cons was uh, the sloppy first half that we had. It was a very greasy first half. Um, you know, you get you did get the touchdowns. Uh, you got the Hunter Henry one right before half. But for the, the majority of the, the first half, you didn't really play up to the potential that you could have played, especially when you're playing a more inferior team like Carolina. Um, so, you know, they picked it up in the second half, and they ended up winning. Um, and then Isaiah Wynn. Uh, yeah. I don't. That's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's all I really can say. Well, hopefully, and this is only a hope, Trent Brown possibly possibly coming, coming in. He's com- he's going to be able to be eligible to play mm-hmm. this week nine, I believe. So, like you said, Isaiah Wynn is kind of a dark spot right now. Yeah, but we do have a replacement and a very large replacement who has a lot of had a lot of potential coming into this season. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll get Trent Brown soon. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on the pros and cons that you brought up. I wanted to address just one player in particular was Christian Barmore yeah. and how how involved he was this week. Yeah. Uh, he, we have a we have a solid group of defensive tackles mm-hmm. and having them put trust into him to be on yeah. the field that much. It's, it's a very good yeah. telltale sign, you know. They trust him like yeah. by letting him get out there and he's putting pressure on the quarterback. He's someone I'd like to see get at Baker in this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Browns week in a little bit, but yeah. obviously having the young guys get involved is something that's that's nice to see. Run game was great. Both guys, unfortunately, got hurt at the end of the game. Yeah. It's just like they we did had, so we good. We had three guys exit with head injuries. It was Stevenson, Harris, and then Gunnar Olszewski who got cracked on a kick return. Oh, God, yeah. So we'll, ha- we'll have to see the status of those guys going into this week. But overall, I thought the run game is looking strong. I mean, I can't jinx this. I don't want to jinx this. Knock yeah. on wood that, you know, hopefully they can keep it up. But um, who knows? If, if they're both questionable, maybe it's J.J. Taylor season. And then, obviously, your bo- our boy, you know, B&E's our boy, Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden. Who, like you said, we, I don't even got to talk about him. He's going crazy right now. Yeah, he's, it's ever since, he, it's like the B&E, it's, we it's this, a B&E like, bump. It's every every yeah. time that we've mentioned him, it's just, we said one bad thing about him a few weeks ago, and ever since, he's doing absolutely ridiculous. We had a segment where we were just like, please stop playing him. Yeah, please and then stop. And like, yeah, get, okay. We're, we're like, <laughs> this dude, like, football's his livelihood, and we are like... End his career, like he make him unemployed. Him and, bag, so. and ever since that, the dude has been bawling. <laughs> he had to have been listening. I mean, obviously, we've talked about this before. There's People no other reason in. why. People tune in. A lot of athletes, a lot of Boston athletes tune in. Yeah. So it's it's just playing in the locker room every every yeah, Wednesday. It's on right now. I'm hoping the boys are having a good morning. Yep. But Brandon Bolden is quite honestly becoming an X factor in a sense, just because we don't have a receiving back like James White, and you know how important James White is to the offense, or how how much he was not like. He played that, you know, you never know what they were going to do. Brandon Bolden's becoming that guy. And they're still running the same type of plays that they did earlier in the season mm-hmm. that weren't successful. So they're just, like, sticking to it. They're like, all right, we know these haven't worked. Yeah. But Josh is like, you know what? 
I don't care. Let's do it again. And then it works. So I'm sure there's a lot of fantasy Again, owners that, picking up Brandon Bolden. Yeah. And, and that comes up with like a rookie quarterback and he's getting more comfortable in the in so mm-hmm. like a play that you would run in week one, week two, where you're like, ah, this didn't really this didn't really work. This went backwards. Now you can run that in week nine, week ten, week eleven, and Mac feels more comfortable in the offense and he's able to he's able to do it. Speaking of Mac, I thought we'd touch on this because I'm sure it'll be talked about for a few weeks. Yeah. Mac Jones and Brian Burns have a little <laughs> little entanglement and I'm sure this is going to come off come off as biased, but people are calling Mac Jones a dirty player. Oh, he's trying to injure him. Blah blah blah. Right? I, he, Bill Belichick has come out saying that he didn't think it was a dirty play. Yeah. Mac Jones has come out after he got rocked, so the ball came out. Right. right? It, he's yeah. like, oh, just, he has the ball. Let me grab him. Like he's not like he's thinking this through. Like oh, I'm going to twist. Yeah. And then Brian Burns is rolling around like a fish. So exactly. That is that's the Patriots fan point of view, but at the same time, like you can't just be like, oh, he's dirty because he grabbed his leg. Yeah, like Brian Burns didn't have to flop around. No, like it that, was. So. I mean, he got hit, and then it's his instinct to get. It's the his ball. instinct to try to like stop the, stop the play, stop the play. And he was like, I thought Brian Burns had the ball, so he would grab him and try to stop it. It's I don't. I'd much rather him do that than lay like, there I, defenseless not, and not do anything. He just, I, right? Like, let's say Brian Burns had the ball. And Mac Jones just didn't tackle him, and he went for a touchdown. Then everyone would be getting on Mac for not making not the play. Making so effort. it's it's yeah. it's a double standard, and it's whatever. It's no one will ever be pleased. No, you, it's it's hard to, especially when it's a Patriots player involved in any conflict. Uh, yeah, people are looking for something to yeah. criticize the team with. Speaking of another player that we've been talking about besides Brandon Bolden a lot on this show is John o. Smith, mm-hmm. who they're starting to get involved in the run game more and more often. Yeah. Kind of has that. We've talked about this. He's like the utility man of the offense. He can do whatever they need him to do. And who knows? I mean, if we're down two running backs next week, you can play they, running back. Next they week. could. Yeah, yeah, like they could put him in there. And it's exciting to have a guy like that. But mm-hmm. we're still we're still kind of unsure about you know should we have gone out and paid him all that money? You know, I saw you you posted something about that, and it's like. I'm sure it'll be a debate for the rest of the season. Like, was John New Smith worth the money that we paid him? Yeah. And obviously, Hunter Henry's getting the job done. He's mm-hmm. being that guy again. Another touchdown. So Right. And it's not also a one-year deal. It's like a four-year deal. So he's here for the next three years. So it's yeah. We have time. He does need to contribute year one with a rookie quarterback. Maybe you can, you know, when Matt gets more settled into the offense, he has, he's been, he, he spends from January to April working with them. It's, you know, maybe he'll just settle in more like that. Um so, I mean, you have years to work with. It's not it's not like a win right now, blah, blah, blah. John o. Smith needs to get out of here. So, I, Yeah, I agree. I think I think that as long as he, he shows over the next couple seasons, you know, solid production, he doesn't need to be a superstar. Yeah. I mean, if you look what he did with Tennessee, like Ryan Tannehill's nothing crazy, but like Ryan Tannehill got the job done. And Mac Jones, quite honestly, could be better than Ryan Tannehill sooner rather than later. So, yeah. look, I mean, look what they did down there. And look what they could do up here. So we'll see what happens. Like, I'm not rushing it, but it's good to see him getting more involved and you know, having that dynamic. I think another thing that we got to talk about, and you mentioned this earlier, was the boogeyman coming back. Jamie Collins is – I just wanted to – I just want to say I really missed having Jamie Collins. He's just – he's like a guy like that, he's not going to show up on the stat sheet all the yeah. time. But a guy you – you don't find guys often that can go up and, like, intercept the ball like that. Right? It, it was, was – like, I, I saw something, and I want to make sure I'm getting my numbers right. Um, he it, The ball was in the air for .17 seconds from when it was thrown to when it was intercepted, which is like that. It's like very, very I think that's the record for the, the least amount of air time on an interception. It intercepted pass since like 2016. Very impressive. Just being able to time that 
And even like the times where they stick their hands up right. and their fingers are getting yeah, crunched. Yeah. Like you got to be willing to throw yourself down, yeah. you know. He just just go he goes straight up. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be worried as like a, any type of player when your career is playing football to just exactly. throw your fingers yeah. up in the in the sky, you know, getting drilled by these balls. But um another guy kind of been out of the picture for a while that so many of us, including myself, I'm not sure about you, thought might be the future before mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Activated off the pup. Yep. And hopefully, well, not hopefully, but he will work into that backup role. I mean. Or will he just kind of hang I out? I think the goal is for him to be a backup. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd rather have Hoyer now, for, at least yeah. for the, you know. I was kind of shocked that they did activate him. I thought they were just going to let him sit the rest of the season. Yeah. But I'm sure he'll just be there. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he'll be there. Here, I'll. So I had an interview with a former Patriot player that I was going to release on Instagram in like a week or so. Um, so I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm releasing this. I'm, I'm releasing this quote live. So no one's heard this before except for me. Um, but I was asking him. He was. It's R.J. Prince. He's a. He he spent the the, the preseason here. He's a lineman. Um, so I asked him. You know, it was sort of like a a crazy, like Mac Jones, Cam Newton, who's going to win the job. Um, and I was like, from a lineman's perspective, how did you see those quarterbacks compare? How did you see those those guys match up to each other? Um, you know, and, and he had like a pretty good response. He was, um, yeah. So I'll just say a quote, and I and still the big elephant in the room. All I can say is both of them have their ups and their downs. Both of them had had their own weaknesses and strengths, and both can run their offense in the system and bring, bring productive results. And then the whole reason why I bring this up um, is, quote, the only guy that had a complete understanding of this offense and every intricacy within it was Brian Hoyer. So Brian Hoyer knows this offense. Like, the the three people that know this offense the the most is Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and Brian Hoyer. So I don't know if that's, like, a bad look for Jarrett Sidham because when you have, like, linemen saying that, you know, it's not like a knock on Mac or a knock on Jarrett. It's just Brian Hoyer is just a better backup quarterback because he – knows the offense more and Jared Stidham hasn't even like practiced since like yeah August I think Jared Stidham is more of the long term yeah. like we'll keep like Jared Stidham will just like he's like him. a Mike White yeah right you have He'll like be there if you need him. right like we want to compare this to the Jets you have Zach Wilson which is Mac Jones so the guy that you just drafted that you hope to be your future you have the trusty veteran who can come in if needed like the Joe Flacco, Brian Hoyer, you know, they've been around. Yeah. And then you get the Mike White, Jared Sidham. So, you know, roll mm-hmm. the dice if God knows whatever happens and you're a young guy, see, see what happens. I think I think your point and RJ Prince's point about Brian Hoyer knowing the offense so well, I, that's why he keeps coming back. It's yeah. obviously not his performance yeah. because we saw what he did in the Chiefs game last year. It's He, he knows it. And he's, he's a mentor to Mac. I mean, it's been talked about how Mac will just text Brian Hoyer like five in the morning like, Yo, how do I do this play? And yeah. like, what's the best way to do this and all that? And I think it's important to have a guy like that to mentor mm-hmm. the young guy. I mean, obviously, Brian Hoyer spent time with Brady, so like he knows like he might he know, he might know some of the. No, the he's tricks got, he's to got that like Brady stuff. So yeah. like, stuff that Brady would do. You're friends with Brady, exactly. obviously. Some of Brady's rolling off on you. Exactly. You pass that around, and yeah, he's been here um, since like 2008 and bounced yeah. around 2008, 2009, 2017. Back, you know. Yeah. He's one of those. He's a journeyman, but journeyman that always finds a way to yeah. land in one place. And you gotta love Hoyer. He's just you know out there smiling, yeah. Yeah. taking the reps when we blow out teams. So it's it's definitely interesting to look at the the, the three quarterback dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Jared Stedham getting any playing time no. this season unless you know something drastic happens, which I won't even talk about. Yeah, going into Browns week, the Browns are having. They just had success against the Bengals, who 
have been Bengals kind of looked like a powerhouse, and lately they've been kind of how's that Jets off. loss? They've been it's hard to lose the Jets and then <laughs> yeah. continue to be like, yeah, we're a good teams. So. Yeah. Going into Browns week, they just lost Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. which I think we should we can go into that right now if you'd like. I mean, yeah, we can preview that a little bit. Do um, we have any like idea at the moment? October tenth, two thousand twenty-one. November, November tenth, two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. We always do our predictions here, and last time with Stephon Gilmore, we were wrong. Do we have? Well, there's lots of different reports coming out about where OBJ is landing. We thought it would be out by now. Hopefully, we were hoping it'd be out by now, so we could yeah. discuss it. Yeah, we were texting about that. We're like, well, let's hope it breaks on air. We had, you know, we had the Grant Williams news a couple weeks ago. Yep, and it's hard to top that. But some Odell Beckham Jr. You know, updates would be nice. But yeah, so um, yeah, so yesterday, Evan Lazar of CLNS Media, um, very trustworthy guy, uh, said that there was um, you know, interest from the Patriots with Odell Beckham, and Odell Beckham's team has reached out. Um, so they've had conversations. Those are one of the teams that um, that um, what is his name? Something Sh- Jordan Schultz yeah. um, said that there's interest in those one of the teams. But then Diana Rossini of ESPN came out um, literally an hour ago saying, on the day in which he could make his final decision, free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is owning in on three teams. Do you know these three teams? Chiefs. Yeah. Packers. Yeah. And. Good quarterback for the last one, decent. I saw the post. I didn't look at it deep enough. I, I mean, I'd rather have Mac Jones. I'd rather have Brian Hoyer. Mm. He did beat Tom Brady, Trevor Simeon, and the New Orleans Saints. Which is, I mean, that's interesting. It is interesting. James Winston just going down with the injury. Yeah, with the injury. But so I mean, I so it from what Twitter is saying, it's like. Brady or Brady I just read a tweet that said Tom Brady but uh, the Patriots had interest in him but his interest might not be as strong back I know there's been a mutual thing between yeah. Odell and, and Belichick, Belichick for a long for time years yeah and I'm, I, I, I don't know if it was ever confirmed but I know they tried to get him before mm-hmm. they've tried to go out and get him yeah but um we still I feel are lacking like a true number one guy yeah. like Jacoby Myers has shown flashes of that so was Kendrick Bourne in a sense. But, like, we don't really have a guy where it's like, all right, like, if I'm the opposing defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. I go out and Who'd say, game plan against? let's lock down this guy. Yeah. Like, you can do it with Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can do it with Jacoby, depending upon the matchup. But, yeah. like, if you bring in an OBJ to this offense, it completely changes that you know, the dynamic. Because yeah. then they got to cover him. And the rest of the guys, you know, have less mm-hmm. quality you know, coverage and yeah, it works out. But obviously, I can't get my hopes up because I mean, you never yeah, know. He's, he's not the receiver that he was five years ago, but no. you know, it still would have been nice to like. You know, you're never going to turn down a good player. No, and it's the the money's got to be right because yep. they don't have a ton mm-hmm. right now. No, they have three million dollars. So if if he's willing to take you know a pay pay cut to come, hopefully find some success. People are saying like, oh, he wants to go to a team with a good quarterback. I'm like. The Patriots fit that criteria. Yeah. Like, look what Mac did in Alabama with like quality receivers around him. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's one of those things where you just people are, they're like, go to, he's going to go end up with the Packers. That's my guess, just because like I don't know. Like, you never know with these free agent rumors because it can completely go the other direction. Like, I thought Brady was going to the Chargers because that's what all the, the free agent crap said. So, so I mean, sort of breaking news about Odell Beckham Jr. 
That'd be ironic if it broke right now. Right it, in the it would. But um, Packers are offering Odell Beckham Jr. the veteran minimum, hmm. which is 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 5, 6, and 8. For Odell Beckham Jr. is $1.075 million. Wow. For one year. Um, and this is from Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal. Um, so trustworthy guy. But um, so... I mean, they can't pay him enough. They can't pay him that much because they haven't even extended Devontae Adams. But I guess Packers are the first team to come out and offer him Publicly. a contract. Yep. Well, that's that's definitely interesting in the sense of if the Patriots still in the rush in the like the run for him, right? Because like if the, the Pats have are three million dollars. Yep. And if right, so the the league minimum for a veteran of eight years is one point oh seven five million. If you're the Pats and you're just like. Let's just bump that up $500,000. He would much rather have that than the Packers. Plus all the drama that's going on in Green Bay with, you know, no Robert Tanya and Aaron Rodgers, God knows what. Yeah. It's stuff beyond my pay grade. Does he want to go to an environment like that? Or does he want to go somewhere like New England where it's like, you know, we kind of know what we're doing. We don't take any, like, BS. But um, that's definitely interesting news to have come out right now just because we kind of know – if if Packers are his top choice and that's the money they're offering him, right. who says New England can't offer him more exactly. for almost a similar opportunity? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And who knows where he's not even going to be the number one in Green Bay, but he could be the number one. And if you look at the if you look at the AFC, yeah. there's a lot less you have to get through right to go make a deep right. run in Plus, the playoffs. If you're Odell Beckham and you're like, hmm, let me just play Cleveland the next <laughs> the next week. Added, revenge the, added incentive, revenge game immediately, and I think this is just a perfect time to preview That'd the Browns. That would be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Right into the Browns. Right into the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb, starting running back, goes into COVID protocol. Apparently he is vaccinated, which means he is possibility to play on Sunday. Can't rule him out yet. Yeah. Dearness Johnson, who had a strong game when uh, Kareem Hunt and yep. Nick Chubb Helps me in fantasy a lot. He will most. We can count on him as our as their top back, mm-hmm. at least right now. I mean, you don't you don't know the status of um, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line contains Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. We had Joey Bosa like less than two weeks ago, so I know I can't compare the two of them, but they have a similar style. I'd much say I'd say Miles Garrett is much better. I think if we get Trent back, that could be quite the matchup. But at the same time, we want Trent, who hasn't played all season, going up against a guy like Miles Garrett. Yeah. I think it'll be a good test to see how the offense does against a guy like that. If we look farther down the line, if we end up ever playing like the Rams or if we end up with the Browns again in the playoffs, like you want to have experience against a guy who can get to quarterback real yeah. quick. And then how do they game plan for something like that? It'll be interesting to see, especially with the running backs, mm-hmm. the Patriots running backs in question. And... I think it'll just be another good matchup, another good test for the team moving forward. Baker just had a good game. I don't know if he's just motivated by all the stuff that's going on with OBJ or if he just decided to play good. Just decided to have a good game for It's once. one of the two. You can't, you can't yeah. you know, correlate everything. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for this game or any thoughts I about I mean, I think it all depends on, you know, stopping the Browns' run defense or stopping the Browns' run and then trying to limit their run defense. So, you know, you're a running football team, and then they have Nick Chubb, and they have Miles Garrett, and, just, you know, they have a very good front seven. Um, so it all 
at least for me, the, the one thing that stands out is how are you going to be able to run against their front seven and how is your front seven going to stop their running attack? You know, both teams have young quarterbacks that, you know, aren't going to light the world on fire, um, but they can get the job done. So it's that's sort of just a toss-up. It's all going to come down to who can win in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be a good test for Mac. Yeah. Max looks fine in the pocket, especially when he has pressure. Yeah. But there are times where it's like, all right, get the ball, get the ball, get the ball out. Yeah. But you can't blame him. Like, obviously, like, yeah. it's tough I mean, to know, like, when there's a guy coming from your blind side or, oh, yeah. my God, like, they completely missed the, the, whatever, the swing block where they bring the guy across. Yeah. One of them, one of the guys, I don't even know who it was, completely missed the tackle. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think Shaq got there late. It might have been Shaq. It might have been. And Mac just got clocked. So, yeah. like, we can't be doing that all the time. Like, that's not going to work out. So... I think it's it's important to note, and I'm picking Mac as my offensive player yeah. for this upcoming week. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds cliche because he's the starting quarterback, but he's coming off back to back kind of mediocre weeks. I'm not yeah. going to say bad in terms like, of like statistics. Statistically, they, I mean they got the job done, so we yeah. can't be like Mac was like a problem. Yeah, but I I'd love for him to like take over. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he needs a game like that. And I don't know if the Browns are the game he's going to do it against, or if he'll go do it against Atlanta next week. I think he needs to just play to his the best of his ability yeah. just because like they're going to bring the pressure they're probably going to do a lot of the lot of the run games can be important so if they do a play action like mm-hmm. oh mac needs to be the man and then i i'm picking i'm going on barmore again yeah. or yuchi for my kind of defensive guys because i'm tired and this is going to sound like very like stop being spoiled i'm tired mm-hmm. of seeing judon do all the work yeah like i want someone else get some other guys there. involved like if we can get someone else besides Matt Judon, mm-hmm. like getting to the quarterback consistently, yeah, like this this defensive line is going to be crazy, and it's already good. But like, I want someone to break through and get in there. And yeah. Josh Uche started off strong. Uche or Uche? 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 All right. He started off decent, right? Yeah. And then he's kind of like not been showing up as he's much. leveled out. So hopefully he can he can bring it up again. So him or Barmore, I'm yeah. excited to see on the defensive end. And, you know, I'm sure we can just criticize Brandon Bolden. You know, keep going. Yeah, we might as well, you know, Brandon Bolden. Gonna, you know, nice change of pace if uh, Stevenson's still hurt, if Harris is still hurt. You know, Bolden's going to be your number one. So, oh, yeah. Brandon Bolden, another big game. So, if you want to, do we want to take a little break? Yeah, I think we'll go to a quick break. We're, we're doing a, a short episode today. We yeah. got a, We have a busy day, so short episode. We got locked out of the studio. And we got locked out of the studio. For the, any of those out there listening that were like, why are they not on right at 11? Yeah. Studio was locked. That so. was probably Brandon Bolton. He was probably, Bolton he was probably was, worried. He was probably about to you know call us. Exactly. We're live now, so it's important. We're going to go to exactly. a quick commercial break in a moment, and um, it's important to... We're going to cover the Celtics. It's important to stay tuned because we got some great content coming up. So we will be right back.
tropical song for you on a nice november wednesday morning ish yeah wednesday afternoon ish whatever mm, pina coladas and it's been so nice out lately that you that. can't not play a tropical song now and then exactly we've been blessed with some nice warm weather people are complaining they're like i came to connecticut for college because they thought it'd be cold all the time i'm yeah. like come on new england weather it'll be snowing next week with how it is i'm gonna do a quick segment you know brendan's thoughts about yep. the boston celtics while we plan out another segment the boston celtics are sitting at four and six at 11th in the Eastern Conference. little depressing with that statistic. I'd like to say that this team really plays with my emotions. We, we upset the top-seeded. We blow out the top-seeded Miami Heat. And then we lose the Mavericks, who pretty much have one guy that gets the job done. So that's very frustrating. I just can't get a sense of this team's direction because they're always playing differently. It's, it's one week they're, like, hot and everyone's playing good and the team's bouncing off each other and all that. Next week they're like, yeah, no, I don't feel like winning. So it's very it's very frustrating, and to add to that, Jalen Brown is out one to two weeks with a hamstring injury. Who's our who's, he's been our best player? So I, I it's it's frustrating with how this is all going right now. And the Celtics were supposed to bounce back. They went out and got these free agents. They do all these moves. Kemba's gone. Al Horford's back. Al Horford has been playing well. So I can't blame I can't blame the whole like him at all. But um, Jason Tatum's been like half of what he was for the last few years, which is frustrating, you know, watch. You know what he's capable of. So that's another big thing that I wanted to hit on is just, will Jason Tatum use this absence? Jalen Brown's out. Will JT, you know, build on this and, you know, go, okay, I have an opportunity. I'm the main man now. Like, I need to go out and get, like, 40 a night if I want to carry this team to a win. Or will other guys step? you got Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, Aaron Needsmith. All those guys cannot go out there and get a basket if they, you know, if Aaron Neesmith and Romeo get playing time, I know Smart's the starter. And then Schroeder's been good. And, you know, Rob, there's a whole, there's a lot of guys that can take this, like, opportunity they've been given with Jalen Brown's unfortunate injury and go and run with it. So looking ahead for the schedule, they play the Raptors, who are sitting at 6-5 and five tonight. Scotty Barnes, fourth overall pick, absolutely going crazy right now. Kevin Durant was talking about how good he's been, and he's got a good basketball IQ and all that. So Scotty Barnes is probably the guy they're going to have to shut down tonight. The Raptors aren't, you know, half of what they used to be, but they can still put some put some, put some, some baskets on you. So I'm excited to watch that. Hopefully I get a chance to watch that later. And then they play the Bucks Friday night. So busy busy night in sports for us for us fans, Ethan and I. We got Quinnipiac Hockey, Celtics, Bucks, you know. I mean, that's not the most busiest night, but, like, managing both mm-hmm. is not the... Not the easiest thing, but Bucks are also sitting at four and six, and I consider them to be definitely beatable. That's how I phrased it in my notes, and I think it's a good test for uh, for Al and for Rob to play against Giannis. Yeah, Al used to do a great job shutting down Giannis. Now you know I know Giannis got better since you know back in the day when we used to play them, but I think it's going to be a good test these next few games. No Jalen Brown. The team needs to kind of build around it and all that. So. 
The Celtics are definitely in a position where someone else needs to step up. And it's interesting because you you look at last season and be like, oh, J- Jason Tatum's still like still good. Like, why do you guys need? Why do people need to step up? So, I guess it's important to have a, um, you know, have motivation. I guess, but um, I think sitting in a position like that, where the Celtics, you know, are down, are down a guy, down the best guy, you know, someone else needs to step up. So there's not a ton I want to, talk, you know, cover more about the Celtics, but. Hopefully by next next week's episode, episode seven, we'll have like a solid idea about where this team's going and what this team's capable without you know without their best guy. Hopefully Jason Tatum will be like, all right, no, I'm the best guy now. Jalen Brown will be like, all right, sweet, you're the best guy. I'm coming back, and we'll both be the best guy because that's all I want is for the two of them to succeed. There are also, there is some some rumors going on with Ben Simmons. I'm not going to get into that. Hopefully next week. That's be a next week thing. Up. That's a next week thing. Even if even if it develops anymore, but yeah. we're not talking about this week. And then the Boston Bruins, I'll cover them a little bit. They uh, they beat the Senators last night. My boy Connor Clifton got into a scrap, which was absolutely gorgeous. The The guy that he fought was being a complete, can't even say it on the show, and Clifton was getting cross-checked and all this crap, so Clifton gave it to him. That's why we got to love Clifton. But uh, they're playing the Red Hot Oilers tomorrow night, so that'll be probably one of the more important games for the Bruins in the in, in the next week or so. So, and then Quinnipiac Ice Hockey has a home series against ASU that I want to talk about a little bit. ASU has, there's some statistic on them. They have a good offense, good power play. I think it'll be a good test for the defense. And then obviously next week we'll talk about the the outlook for this team. So, I don't think we're going to, you want to go to commercial break? Or you want to go, go right into commercial break. Commercial break. All right, we're going to go quick commercial break, and we're coming back with a new segment. Very exciting, very new. Looking forward to it. And you guys better stay because it's going to be the best, the best segment we've had in a while. So we'll be right back. This is BNE Boston Sports Radio. Shake the paint off the wall 
That was a nice commercial break. We're going to go right into a new segment we have here at b Boston Sports. A little bit different, but something mm-hmm. we think is a little exciting for yeah. the for the viewership. It's like a it's a fantasy draft of current Boston sports athletes for various situations that we're going to come up with every week that we have time. So this week is if you could pick five Boston athletes to have part of your crew, part of your gang for a, a zombie apocalypse, who would it be? So Ethan and I, we flipped the coin, and I somehow got the first pick. I have four blocks. You had a 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot. We have to pick one player from each of the four teams, and then our fifth guy can kind of be whatever. So I'm going to start off. Didn't think this through too much, and it has to be current players. So I can't pick Zidane Chara as much as I wanted to. I think I'd probably have to roll with for my first overall pick. This is real tempting. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Trent Brown. Trent Brown. <laughs> Just because of his size. I think his size can help if there was if we were if we got rushed yeah. or if we were overwhelmed having Trent he Brown. He could protect you, you know, And if we got guard. chased, exactly. I could outrun Trent Brown. I'm not the fastest guy in the book, but yeah. I could I could outrun him. You I could outrun to. him. But are you worried about his his durability? His durability, I'm a little worried. There were some other guys that I'm hopefully going to be able to grab later on. Yeah. I was thinking one of the tight ends, maybe John o. Smith. He he's a madman, yeah. but I think just when you have a big guy like that, you can't pass up on him. So, yeah. whatever. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see what happens. Okay, so for my pick, again, I really should have thought about this more. We did um, not plan much. We didn't plan much. We did not plan. That's this what's fun about. That's this, what's yeah. fun about it. So you took Trent Brown. Um, so for my first round pick, I'm gonna probably go Brad Marchand. Oh, that he's a you feisty, know, feisty right guy. There. That is a can good pick. lick the zombies if he wants. Um, you got to have a guy that's willing to. Put himself exactly. out there. Exactly. He's, 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 not not he's not the guy that's going to beat them up. He's going to be the guy that gets under their skin or lack thereof because they're zombies and, and you know, win that way. So I, I got my Bruins player. All right. So second round. This is tempting because I got a few guys in mind that I don't want to miss out on. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Alex Verdugo. Okay. With my second overall pick from okay. the Boston Red Sox. I think... He's just got it in him. Like, okay. Yeah. He seems like he has confidence. He's got swagger to him. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that translates when you're in a zombie apocalypse, but I appreciate yeah. you know having a guy that I feel like I can trust him. He could be my yeah. right hand man. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with him for my second overall pick. Um, hmm. for my second round pick, I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart. I'm, Marcus I'm, Smart. I'm continuing feisty, I'm continuing defensive. the theme of a feisty guy gets under the skin. They get the job done. You know, yeah, exactly. They're not going to show up on the, the zombie stat sheet, but they're going to help me win. It's a good to have you know. a guy like that. that exactly. Win. So, Marshan and Marcus Smart. So, your third round pick, you you got your Pats and your Red Sox. So, you got So, Bruins and Celtics. Bruins and Celtics, which I've already taken a Bruin and Celtics, so. I'm thinking and this this could backfire. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Now, some leadership. I, that's exactly my thought. Yeah. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be in the right mindset the whole time. Exactly. I'm it's scary. Be, I, yeah. If we're in a situation, we, we're doubted. Yeah. We need someone that can really pull us through, give us a motivational speech. Brad, or Patrice, no, yeah. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron will yeah. be that guy for me. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of pressure off me as, you know, the draft, I drafted the group doesn't mean I need to lead it. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's a veteran. Who knows if he's experienced something like this before? So, you know, he's got that knowledge. So he might not be the most physical, but he can get the job done. Okay. Um, my third round pick's going to be Matt Judon. 
Matthew, that um, is, that's smart. Fantastic pick for me. Um, you know, red steal sleeves and everything. Steal in the third round. That was a steal. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was either Matt Judon and Trent Brown were the top two in terms of the Patriots. Um, you know, just can get after the zombies. He'll do his um, little he's do his little flat. Post, whatever yeah after he gets um, a big group after down. he get yeah after he after he kills him so and he can save you cuz he can get through a line of them exactly exactly you, so. so you got to go with uh, Celtics I got to go with the Celtics guy Marcus Smart was was definitely a strong pick looking at the roster right now it's tough to pick a guy that I like that I know would guarantee it but I'm going to go I'm going to keep my size up I'm going to go with Al Horford yep. now he is a very he's a gentle giant he's a nice guy but he's also he's a family man he, I think he would protect. He he's a father. Yeah. He's a you know Papa Bear. So I think it's important to have a guy like that that you can go and you know count on. You know another older yeah. leader, veteran. So we'll see. I mean, I got a lot of guys that low upside, high reward. You know, Al Horford and Trent Brown, injury wise. Yeah. Like, yikes. But yeah, we'll okay. figure it out. My fourth round pick, and this is probably the most ridiculous one. <laughs> I have those guys I can get under your skin with Martian and Smart. I have Judon who can bull rush you. And I need some dude with speed. So I'm going Jaron Duran oh, with my fourth round pick. Absolute. Another steal. Uh, <laughs> Jaron Duran. He can get the job done. Exactly. You got to go out and get He can something. run away from everybody. You need a speedster. So okay, so what I want to say is for the fifth round pick, it can be anybody. It can be a player. What I'm also extending this to, it could be a coach. Ooh. It could be... Anyone like ownership, announcer, mascot? Question, question, question. Go for it. Is money involved in this? Like, if I were to draft like an owner, could we use their money to put ourselves a little bit above? Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Possibly. Why not? Why? I mean, Why not? There's not too many. If you want to draft an owner for your zombie apocalypse, very tempting. Very tempting. Yep. So, with my fifth fifth round pick, mm-hmm. who do I really want to bring in yeah. to complete this team? There's, there's a lot of guys. There is a lot of guys that I want to. I'm thinking this is the first guy that came to my mind, so I'm going to roll with it. Gunnar Oshetsky. Okay. I think he's feisty. I don't have a feisty guy like you have with Brad and Smart. Yeah. I go, feisty's from Texas. He's yep. used to working out in the land, right? So if we need to go cross country, we got a guy that can get a jump. Yep. And he's also a speedster. Exactly. So yeah. Quick. I'm, going, I'm going with your Jaron Duran up there and... Uh, Roll with the Gunner, so we'll see if we can get the job done. But the name like Gunner, you got to take him for this. Exactly. I had this guy in my mind. You've been thinking about him, and there's no way I can't take him. Can't can't pass on him. I'm going Jack Edwards. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Jack Edwards. That is a legendary pick. I don't know how he'd be able to help. But he can. He can just scream and distract the zombies and yell, and just won't stop. So I'm and going he can Jack Edwards. Provide commentary. Exactly. Like, Ethan like, just got that guy. Like that was legendary. Like, so. Matt Judon just killed the zombie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Matt Judon killed the zombie. Like you need an energetic guy like that. Exactly. Well, he's a locker you know, room he guy. He pumps you up. He he's pumps you up. He guy. gives you that leadership ability. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I, <laughs> this sort of took a, a wild turn. I think it worked out better. Obviously, this is not something that we. You know, it's better when we come about. up with it impromptu. Yeah, I don't think we should plan ahead because, no. like, I probably would have overthought it too much. But like, yeah. I'm happy with my group, and I'm sure that that page right there that we've writing these down on will be in a museum someday. But like, it totally. was the first yeah. I fantasy draft, so it's. I think that was quite the segment, and I'm sure that people are not going to be like, 
This is a sports show, but it is sports related. Yes. These guys are not just athletes. Exactly. They're, They're human beings. So we're going to quickly wrap up the show. We have a busy day ahead of us. Both have, you know, classes to get to, like we say every Wednesday. So, yeah. So, so I'm going to get to the quote of the day. Yep. I like this one, and I think it fits with what we just did. Immature is a word that boring people use to describe fun people. And that's a Will Ferrell quote. We are fun people. And we are fun people here at B&E. We do not stay. We don't just talk about sports. We talk about everything. And I know this is a sports show, but we do sprinkle in our knowledge about life. And I don't think you'll find a show where you do it. we do a fancy draft for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So follow us both on Twitter. Suggest ideas. Tell us what you want to hear for next week's episode. And we are just we're so thankful to be able to do this and you know express our thoughts each week. We got one more episode left before Thanksgiving break. Yep. Next week is going to be probably the best episode because we're going to have so much to cover. We're really getting into roll. Maybe Brendan's thoughts. Maybe another fantasy draft. It all depends on the sports. Yeah, it all depends on this week, so we can't guarantee anything. But it's been a great episode six. Can you believe it's six episodes? So we've been rolling by. We've got one more before Thanksgiving break and then a few before Christmas. So stay with us. We really appreciate you listening. Once again, my my name's Brendan Kelly, joined by Ethan Hurwitz. It's been a great episode six. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Have a good weekend. And we will see you next Wednesday at 11 a.m.